0: Hey, y'all, I'm Maddie, author, speaker, and certified sommelier. I think we can all agree that life can get pretty tough at times, so I'm going on a journey to uncover how some of my favorite people are chasing joy in their lives, and I'm bringing you along with me. Through personal stories and funny encounters, I'm chatting with authors and entrepreneurs, musicians and brands to learn how they hang on to the good in life, even as the trouble comes. Because as life gets hard, joy is a choice we can make. Together, I'm Maddie, and this is the Enjoy Life Podcast. What's up, Enjoy Life fam? Uh, I'm so pumped about today because we have not just one, but two fantastic guests if you've been on the internet at all recently in the past 10 years you know sean johnson and andrew east and um God, they're just a power couple. I had so much fun talking to them. Um, if you don't know them, Sean is an Olympic gold medal gymnast. She's a New York Times bestselling author, winner of Dancing with the Stars. Y'all, she is a boss. Um, and even since her retirement from gymnastics in 2012, she's launched businesses, has a career in broadcasting, and now runs a hugely successful podcast and YouTube channel with her husband, Andrew, where they document just the ins and outs of their real life. Um, they are so authentic. Uh, They share laughs and struggles and really just the incredibly hard yet rewarding work that marriage and parenting demand. Um, And Andrew is no stranger to the joys and rewards of hard work. Um, He was a collegiate and professional athlete playing football at Vanderbilt here in Nashville and then doing a four-year stint in the NFL. So he knows hard work on and off the field and is just energetic and charismatic and along with that has a master's in business. So has thrived um, as the couple has built up their businesses and this online platform that touches so many people every single day. Um, the two married in 2016 and have certainly been a power couple from the start without question. Uh, but even more than their shared drive just to succeed in everything they do, they've really captivated the world with their honest and raw and inspiring openness about their marriage and their family. Um, today, we, we talk a lot about relationships and communication and just how to remind ourselves that joy exists, even in rock bottom moments. They've gone through some really hard loss um, and utterly exhausting seasons. They have two kids under four. I mean, they're worn out um, and they're honest about that. But they even share this really emotional moment uh, from a tough, tough fight early in their marriage and how God totally spoke to them through this kind homeless man on a pier in L.A. Just it was such a cool like chills all over kind of moment and story and just how that set their eyes back on what truly matters in marriage. Um, They're just they're just a joy. You guys, the conversation is rich and playful and packed with takeaways for listeners in any and every season of life. It's not just about marriage. Um, So if you don't know them yet, I know you're going to love my friends, Sean and Andrew. Sean and Andrew, thank you for coming in person to be on the Enjoy Life podcast. I'm really
1: excited to talk to y'all. We are really excited to be here.
0: I know. We flipped
1: the script. A year ago,
0: I was on a couple things and now y'all are here and I get to interrogate you.
2: So much has happened since then.
0: I know, it's I going know. It's be fun. Um, so, because I'm from Nashville and grew up in the music world, I like to start these with a fun little game of what's your walkout song. Because y'all are athletes, you know what that means. I do want to confirm, was that a baseball thing or was it like a multi-sport Baseball. Thing? Okay, that's what I yeah. thought. Yeah. So, at this point, at this season in your life today, if you had like a walkout song that's following you around... <laughs> that's pumping you up, What what's that song?
2: Wow. First thing that came to mind was uh, Vegas by Doja Cat. Have oh you seen the Elvis God. movie? Yes. Dude, oh. it's a bop.
0: First thing you're drawn to, is it the beat? Is it the lyrics? Like, is it the tempo?
2: I like this question? We have
1: this, we've debated this question <laughs> so many times.
2: <laughs> I am, so my favorite artist is a guy named Josh Garrels. Have you ever heard of him? Uh-huh. Uh, I think one of the best lyricists of our time. Um, look him up if you haven't heard him. He creates a lot of like chill songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm definitely lyrics first. I like this song though, the Doja song, because it's a classic. Like it's the um, Elvis Presley song, Yeah, yeah, Hound yeah, yeah Dog, yeah. with a sweet beat on top. So that one is less lyric and more hype, Yeah. But usually I'm a lyric
0: guy. I'm here for that. I love the old songs yes. with the new beats, there's one, this is gonna be the most embarrassing thing I say all day, that I only know because it was on a Peloton workout from I (laughs) think (laughs) Trick Daddy, right? That's like the, it's called Take It to the House. (laughs) And it's like a stupid dance beat, but it's like that old da, 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 da," like that kind of wedding beat song. (laughs) Anyway, I'm a loser and I'm obsessed (laughs) with it. So I totally get that. Where Uh, do you fall, Sean?
1: Oh gosh, I fall into the music category. Or like the, I hear the music, I don't hear lyrics. Yeah. Listening to, like, Josh Gerl's, I love his music, but it will take me a hundred times listening to one song <laughs> to pick up one verse. Yeah. Because I'm like, I can't comprehend yeah. anything that's going on. So I hear, like, the song, or, like, the music. um, My song? I don't know. I'm all over the place. I listen to Frozen a lot these days. <laughs> yeah, that's of, fair. Yes. Yeah, that's
0: very fair. But
1: I like, like, sappy, soulful music these
0: days. Mm, yeah. Sappy, like, heartbreak hard ballad, or sappy, like, um, total long com like in a song
1: kind of like a, like a um like a Sam Smith yeah, or yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff so like Sam Smith's new Love Me More one yeah. I have on repeat at the moment but I it's a one. terrible walkout song yeah. Everyone in the no. stadium
2: is just in tears now yeah. after you <laughs> rock that song, just like reflecting. Yeah. I just
0: like seeing you in your closet for three minutes being like, "Literally, peace. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: that's awesome. Uh, See, that's why there's music for every season, yeah. for every person. Well, what's that's yours? Fun. Right now, um, I've been listening to a lot of uh, very classic instrumental stuff because I'm getting married and I'm trying to pick yeah. like mm. processional songs. And honestly, I'm really torn between like, do I do the classic like hymns and stuff that my mom would like or do I do yeah. all the like remix kind of like strings, piano, pop mm. stuff? Mm. And I'm kind of like, I love Jesus, but it's at the beach. So like, let's do some pop <laughs> yeah. on orchestra remixes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think those are fun. Kind of like we were talking about before. I think it's neat when people put their own spin on classic mm-hmm. songs hey. and melodies.
1: I'm a huge fan, especially on wedding day. That is your day. Yeah. Like people sometimes cater too much.
0: Yes, that's true. That's true. So since I am getting married, and Yay. since you guys are uh, the voices of couple things, <laughs> I basically brought you in for a free uh, premarital yeah. counseling. <laughs> I didn't tell you. Is that okay? Yeah. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> no, I do want to talk all about that, but I do want to also acknowledge um, y'all's incredible careers, both of you as athletes. Obviously, we don't. Everyone knows your stories, but I kind of want to know, like. How did that play into the beginning of your relationship? Because I don't even know that I know that backstory. Like when y'all met, were you, was it before, after the Olympics? Were you still in college, NFL? How did all that work? And like, where did this begin?
1: Wow. Um, it was after the Olympics. Okay. So I tried to make a comeback and make a second Olympic Games in 2012. I just got burnt out. I had like small injuries, just kind of nagging things, but I was done. Mentally, I was done. Retired, went to the Olympics to work. I was a correspondent. And I went to a USA track cycling event that I was covering and got to, like, talking with the USA track cycling team members and met this guy named Guy East. We just hit it off for, like, not romantically, but just talking conversationally. Um, He actually wasn't racing, so he was sitting with me explaining everything that was going on um and at the end of our conversation he said if you take anything away from this it's that i want you to um go like on a date with my younger brother like a blind <laughs> date Just and anything
2: you take away date yeah, my brother. like you need yeah. to meet my
1: younger brother so by then i was retired I, we flew back to the u.s after the games and he set us up on a blind date and that's a good brother yeah,
2: it is. Yeah, fortunately, he had a girlfriend. Otherwise, maybe he was the one. Was <laughs> yeah, trying to I, Sean, you but... say
1: that a lot when people ask this question, <laughs> and it feels so weird now <laughs> because he is my brother-in-law. Yeah, and just no, yeah. no.
2: I formed my my first social media account though yeah. after my brother was like, "Hey, I just met this girl, Sean." this talk, Sean. Well, no. I was like, I tweeted at her. <laughs> I tweeted at her, and I was All like, right. "Hey." I heard you met my brother Guy, like, and then I slid in the DMs, gave her my number. There you go. And uh, we did, what well, we had like a half hour phone call. Mm-hmm. Which and then,
1: was, I don't remember that.
2: You don't remember that at all? I don't remember I'll never that. forget that. It's crazy. He's like, this. Were, then, these <laughs> were the
0: golden 30 minutes of my life. It's also bad. The like you're call. having a
1: random phone call <laughs> yeah. with someone yeah, you've never yeah. met. I never, I hadn't even seen a picture of you. Like, I just, I didn't know. Um, but in the middle of the night, I was living in Los Angeles. I was on Dancing with the Stars. Not to like throw around titles, but it was just a really weird. After I'd won an Olympic gold medal, Stop. I did <laughs> not mean it that. <laughs> way. I was I didn't on. Mean like I way. said, we <laughs> read your resume at the beginning. <gasps> oh, I'm hot. Um, <laughs> but I was a very, very weird part of my life, and I had a girlfriend one night who was like, "If you could go on a date with anybody, I was getting out of a long term relationship." She's like, "Who would it be?" And I was like, "How about this Andrew guy?" So I texted him like late one night, and I was like, "How about you come to LA?" And then I fell asleep and woke up the next morning and he was there.
2: Bold. Have you ever sent a drunk Bold. text before, Maddie? Never once. That? No, I'm 32 <laughs> years old and <laughs> yeah. I've never sent a drunk text. Sean it was did. a wine text, a wine I influence know.
1: text.
2: Yeah. So I got the text. It was midnight. You didn't of respond. My birthday. You just got on a plane. <laughs> I, I, I think that's true. I actually think that's right. <laughs> I, think I haven't thought is. about that. Yeah. I was sitting in class and I asked my dad, I was like, hey, I got a message from Sean. Um, she wants me to fly out to LA should i do it he was like i just bought your ticket
0: (laughs) okay great brother (laughs) great dad like the whole Uh, family was in for this that's an awesome story but
1: it was also a great kind of phase in our life because i was done with my career pretty much i was on the phase out he we never really dated when i was um competing or in gymnastics or kind of in that competitive mindset so i think my mind was in a place where i could actually like have a relationship and then it was also cool because he was just starting his career in the nfl and coming from my background, I was able to understand that yeah, very well and support him through it. Which
0: is- and be a little more flexible because yeah. that was, I'm sure there were a lot of, I know there were a lot of moves involved in a short period of time. And that is hard. I mean, I, I have wondered that because I didn't know the timing, which is partly mm-hmm. why I asked like coming from such a competitive athletic career to then be kind of the cheerleader. Like, was that mm-hmm. hard or did that feel kind of
1: relieving? Mm-hmm. No,
0: it was amazing. Yeah. Awesome.
1: I... I did not have the capabilities or capacity to be in a relationship and have it work when I was competing. I was all in type personality, like personality. And so having experienced that and watching him go through it, I was like, I totally get this. Like Mm -hmm. I get if you need to be distant, I get if we need to travel, I get when he would when you'd have like a hard cut to get traded or whatever it was. It's like I understood it. I had gone through it. I had gone through all of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I watched you commentate and cheer him on an American Ninja Warrior. (laughs) So like that in and of itself, I think speaks to that cheerleader mentality, which is super awesome. Which How did that
2: happen? uh, Well, it lasted all of five seconds. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. I'm going to keep doing it until they stop inviting me. Good. I would. I'm like, I love it. I'm not good at it, though. (laughs) I do have a blast. I
0: did love the commentators being like. Mind you, this is not a small dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. as you're going across yeah. the thing, and I was like, all right, oh, give the guy man. a shot.
2: They invited me. They're like, hey, do you want to do American injury? I was like, yes. Because I, I mean, why not? You can't say no. Yeah, I know. Well, Sean, Sean's trying to say no, but she did commit to doing it next season. But we'll I would see. try it.
1: If they let so. me just like test run in the course, I will probably hurt myself. But I don't want to, like, no offense. I just don't want to like train again for something at the moment. Yeah. Those days are done for me. I feel like after a gold medal you can check out. Like you don't have
0: to train <laughs> for anything
1: ever again if you don't want to. The mindset of like grueling training, uh-huh. I'm just good not ever yeah, having to, to experience again.
2: again. That's so what's that's what's so interesting to me about you though, is like you're like when Sean trains, it's grueling training. Yeah. Me, I'm like a, I just kind of show up. Yeah, oh, see, I can't hang out. No. I know it's not I'm great.
0: actually more of I was having this conversation with my fiance last night. Yeah. We both did like one or two half marathons when we were in our 20s just I used to run a lot and then I saw people's knees get hurt blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and we were talking about the difference and it's like I beat him in my time by like three minutes what? which there's no reason to but it was like I trained for five months exactly I never missed a day I yes. went up to 12 miles and like I knew I was gonna break two hours and he was like yeah I ran six and eight miles a couple times exactly. yeah. and then I was done and I was like how can you possibly <laughs> no. do that and not kill yourself.
1: That's why I also have such a hard time committing to things because yeah, I'm like, okay, you know, it's hundred percent. If I do it, I have to do it, and I don't want to like let myself down. So then I just don't do any anything. No, you well, do a I lot. think
0: you've earned that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Super serious question. Okay. If y'all had to flip sports, mm. what position would you choose? I don't know what the corresponding word is for gymnastics. I know it's not position. <laughs> what event? I guess. Event. Event.
2: Okay. Oh man, I'm not going on. I'm not getting on a balance beam ever again. Yeah. I never. That is not the place for me. I think it's like complete klutz. She tried to teach me a cartwheel on that thing. You were fine. I almost died. No, you didn't. (laughs) That was. I think it's like a Chinese torture device. It's crazy to me. Uh, I would say I'm not going to be good at bars. Vault's got to be my play. Yeah, it's an explosive event. That's probably where.
1: I think I'd be a kicker. Well, that works. That he means can we can snap. Work.
2: Exactly. can kick. Wow. Everybody
1: wins. God, y'all a match made in heaven. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Okay. I've always just, every time I watch sports, I'm like, what What position would I play if I had to? In football? Football.
2: What would you choose?
0: I said safety. Beast. Because I was always better on defense than offense. I played basketball, but very aggressive, like, don't mind sacrificing. And somehow, forcing a turnover pumps me up more than even scoring a basket. Wow. So. And I'm like, at that point, as a defender, you're sort of controlling the impact more than as a receiver or something, you're just receiving the impact yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of mm-hmm. at the mercy of the defender.
2: That's intense. I've put a lot of thought into I it. I view you differently. <laughs> like Now now I just look at her eyes, and I'm like a little scared. <laughs> yeah, you're oh, like, like, back up, I'm <laughs> <gonna> <laughs> answer every question you want. Okay,
0: so thank you for all the fun questions. Yes. But I really am curious. I love, I was on the show and I've listened to a lot of them since then. And I just admire y'all so much and your transparency about your life. And I I just wonder, a I don't I don't know when the show started for you guys, and B I kind of want to know like was there a specific season or like event that y'all had to work through that was the catalyst to that where you're like man other people must deal with this how did that come about?
2: You can tell when how long the show's been around. And yeah, how I launched it. when
1: did it start, Andrew? <laughs> so this. Kind of epitomizes our relationship. But I woke up one day. This is five, seven days? Something like that. Five to seven days after I had given birth to our daughter. Just woke up one morning. You know, I'd probably not slept. Let's be real. And he was like, so I launched a podcast for us. (laughs) And we're supposed to drop an episode today. And I almost strangled him. Yeah. I, I was like, "Excuse so. me," mistakes and even were made, worse man, than that, he launched made. it <laughs> and like promoted it, and it had charted. Oh my gosh! Because he was like, "We're going to share all the like yeah. everything," and I was like, "I'm pigeonholed now, so now we have to do it." But I would say what led up to that event and why he started it, we started We had talked <laughs> about it, but not a week after I got home from the Correct. hospital, um, we had kind of been posting content on social media, playing around with. The, the idea of being like influencers and we just saw it as a challenge and interesting and fascinating. Um, But we were doing like slime videos and Mm -hmm. challenges and weird stuff. And then we experienced a miscarriage and within that process, we had documented it and turned it into a video for ourselves. But I felt very, very lost in that moment and I didn't really know how to heal from it. I didn't know. I didn't know if it happened to other people, like all of these things. I just, I was very lost. And so I, Between the two of us, wanted to publish that video, almost as like a cry for help to people, and hoping that someone would see it and give me some direction. Yeah, thinking nobody would see it ever, and there wouldn't be anybody else. But we posted it, and thousands of women responded with their personal stories, and I feel like I just kind of had this like army of women, uh, uh, like beside me. And that point forward, we just kind of saw this opportunity to not only heal ourselves but develop a community of people around us who are going through similar things that we can kind of lean on.
0: Well, how cool that that you describe it as a cry for help for you. Like that's not at all. I don't think what the assumption would have been is like, oh, man, like, look how strong she's already trying to reach out and heal these other people. Mm -hmm. And it's like that was a completely vulnerable step for you just saying, like, somebody else has to be dealing with this. Help me. Yeah. And I think that's what's so powerful about what you guys do every day is because it is the stuff that people face and they don't know how to have the conversations and to toe that line between really fragile honesty, but also um, just generosity for each other, I think Mm -hmm. is what I've seen in that. So it's, it's cool that a lot of times, you know, the biggest platforms for good start from, from pain and, I did want to ask you about that to speak to anybody, both of you, as mm-hmm. um a mother and a father who maybe have walked through miscarriage. And how do you navigate that fear and anxiety of trying again? Because it was before mm-hmm. Drew, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh
2: there was a lot of it was a a tough couple months after that. Cause I remember that that pregnancy was like unplanned. Mm-hmm. Um we weren't expecting to get pregnant. I don't even say like we were necessarily trying, but after and a that lot of happened, would say, I was like, "We obviously, yeah, were. I know, yeah, I know." I yeah. know, I know, I know. <laughs> but like, you get the gist. Yeah. Uh, but then I remember the way it panned out was Sean told me we were pregnant, and then literally the next day we found out it was a miscarriage. She had a known while. for a, she had known for a while, but we hadn't been yeah. together in person, so she waited to tell me in person. Yeah. I just remember staying up all night that night, like. I was like I'm not ready to be a dad. I'm not ready for this. So I after that miscarriage, I was like, "Hey, I don't really like I'm good waiting for years cuz I don't feel like I can do this." And she was ready to kind of get pregnant again, and so there was like this a, a lot of back and forth and like tough conversations. Um but it's fun looking back on it. Like I feel like we were both pretty honest and generous with each other too i like that word a lot where just like with any difficult situation or like obstacle it can it can be tough and tear you apart or it can be this moment of like tenderness and like and like intimacy in a difficult way yeah Mm -hmm. and so i think that's kind of how we approached it even though if we didn't know it like we were really trying to love each other Mm -hmm. through that by like sharing our opinions respecting the other's opinions and like trying to come up with a yeah just something that made us both feel loved
1: i mean it was difficult because i i didn't know how to voice what i was feeling because to me in that one moment i became a mother like instantly and i was like okay i'm my flip has my switch has flipped i'm ready for this let's do it again i want to like push this pain away um and for him he was like this is a clear indication like let's take a step back yeah Let's, like, breathe through it, heal through it, get through it, and then, like, talk about this a year from now. And so it took a while for us to get on the same page. But I think learning or figuring out how to heal from that situation was, one, learning how to find a community. Mm -hmm. Because it was really hard to talk to Andrew about it because he didn't go through it. Like, that was – there was a void there. Yeah. And he literally only knew for 24 hours. Um, And that was a whole story because I had been on the road for over a month. And I knew the day that I left to go on the road. Oh, man. But he was like heading out to an NFL tryout. And I was like, I can't tell him now. That's so hard. yeah. And so it was like um, over a month later. But um, it was just the healing process was finding a community and learning how to like find those words and be like, you know what? I'm actually not OK. Mm-hmm. And I know you don't understand it, but let me like try to explain why and how I feel. And we went through that. We went through that for months, just like this emotional roller coaster of like, I would be okay and then I wouldn't. So it just took time. Yeah. Well, I appreciate
0: the fact that what you're both saying is really the point of why I want to do this show is that there is, and I don't want to say anything about that was joyful, but there is goodness Mm -hmm. in the really rock bottom Mm -hmm. Moments, If you choose it to be that, because as you said, Andrew, like when something especially tragic like a loss Mm -hmm. happens, you can either there's no like neutral. Right. There's no like lukewarm. Y'all couldn't Mm -hmm. just like pretend to be the same. It was either this is going to really, really strain us and pull us apart or we're going to fight it together and not Mm -hmm. fight each other. And we're going to be even richer as a as a couple and as partners. Mm -hmm. And it seems like that's what happened. But it's just (laughs) a choice that you make. So like that means a lot to me. And to see the way that that tragedy has mm-hmm. transformed into such like a platform and a ministry you speaking in other people's losses in their lives and all that. I just, that's why I want to do this. And that's why I love y'all's story.
1: To add to that real quick, I don't know why I just thought of this, but there was one particular moment that kind of switched to the whole perspective yeah. for us. I don't know if you remember this in Santa Monica, but um, this is probably... A few weeks after the miscarriage had happened, we were walking down the Santa Monica oh my
2: um, boardwalk. Yeah. It was
1: like late at night. And we were in a a heated argument because I was so emotional about I was ready and I needed to fill that void. And he was very emotional that he was not ready and he didn't think it was appropriate for us to kind of go down this road if we were on the same page. And we were just arguing. And we walked by. It was a homeless man living on the boardwalk and he was overhearing or witnessing what was happening and we were just kind of strolling along and as we like got side by side with him in the most gentle tone and way he just kind of looked over at us and he said nothing is that big of a deal and he said you guys love each other and then that was like it and it just it completely truly and it it completely changed the entire narrative for us and it was like you're right like it's not,
0: man. That's wild. I have chills. Yeah, truthfully, but
2: it is amazing. Like it's a. I feel like one of the great paradoxes of life, where joy and pain, like they are, they go hand. hand in hand. Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. Like, yeah. If you if you have that perspective, yeah, it's yeah. like man, this is tough.
0: Again, it's a choice. Gosh, but, it's man. like when that when you are willing to let yourself feel the depths of, the pain. It's like your well for joy gets bigger too. Yeah. And it's just incredible. And so I mean, once you guys did and is it, is it was Drew's
1: uh what is the word I'm looking for? Due date? Yes. It was the same day. Yeah. That's crazy. So it was I'm a numbers person. I love my yeah. numbers. And I remember when I went to my OB for the first time pregnant with Drew, they kind of like do your calculation for your due date. And her due date was the exact day that we lost the baby. The that first one is so
0: wild, yeah, and so good. Like so that's good. just, yeah, it's just like a little, a little kiss from God. It was me. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now y'all have Drew and Jet. Yes. So I want you to speak to as mom, as dad, because <laughs> they may be different answers. What are there anything, any practices or like rules or boundaries or anything that you guys practice together with your second that makes you pause and remember like this. This kid phase is a joyful season that you, like, maybe wish you did with Drew. Ugh. Because I feel like yes. so many of my friends are in that same space and they they keep saying, like, I know this should be the most joyful time, but I'm, like, freaking spent. And yeah. I just don't feel joyful. And they feel guilt about that.
1: I would say a huge difference. We've talked about this um, many times. But with Drew, we almost – we were, like, wishing time away. Mm-hmm. So – in the early, yeah. cause it's hard. yeah, it's like, man, like yeah, you know there. that
2: movie Click where it's like, I just wish she yeah. would she would learn how to walk or I yeah. wish she would learn how to communicate. Like fast forward to the next phase yeah. cause this one is tough.
1: Or I wish she'd learn how to sleep through the night or like stop crying, like all of these things. And with Drew, we got to a point where she was like in the one year phase where we were enjoying it more. And then we would look back and be like, I don't remember anything yeah. like that went so fast. And so when Jet came around those first few months that are usually misery where you're just like not sleeping and you don't understand it. We embraced it. And we would like fight over who could stay up throughout the night with him and like (laughs) feed him through the night and he'd be like, no, it's my night. It's my night. And... We just really enjoyed that a lot more with him. And I wish we could have enjoyed it more yeah. with Drew. That's really cool.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, don't romanticize it. It's not like, you know, like, no, it, but it was. <laughs> well, it was I think tough, it was night and day
1: different than Drew.
2: Our perspective on yeah. it was, yeah, like it was equally difficult, but I think yeah. we approached it differently. It, it's t- oftentimes, I feel like the age that you have kids, like whatever, 25 to whatever age. It could be any age. Yes. But it's often the time where you're also building like your career or whatever, like mm-hmm. ambition. And so I, like, you're having a kid who demands and n- needs all your attention, but you're also, like, torn. Yeah. And have people tearing you away from that more than any other phase in, in your life. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think it's been a really good challenge that I've failed many times to just be present. Yeah. It's so it's hard. It's the hardest thing. Gosh. like,
0: Well, and especially for you guys because you live together, you parent together, you work together. So, how do you separate, do you separate those worlds? I mean, a lot of people do work with their spouses now, and even if you don't do the same job, you work from home with your spouses, and just how have y'all, I guess, what have been some pitfalls, and what have been some strategies to avoid pitfalls that might be helpful?
1: Trial and error, and we're still trying to figure that out, because it it's all blurred and gray lines. Totally. Um. I'd say a couple of small boundaries that we've tried to that have kind of become routine is we now work from a separate space than our home, which helps. Yeah. Or even if we are working at home, we'll work in a different room, not from each other, just like from the kids. And we have this like saying or lingo of when you come home, whether it's like leaving your office room or leaving the bedroom, if that's where you're working that day, when you come home to your kids, we're home. And it's not you can't talk shop anymore yeah so that's helped kind of distinguish the, the gray lines of like am i talking to my business partner or am i talking to my husband but
2: i'm so glad that sean is vocal about her, what she's comfortable and not i think i'm probably more prone to like always work mm-hmm. yes and so <laughs> what i've tried to soften to is anytime she says i feel like we're prioritizing a business over family like I used to be like, babe, I only worked like seven, eight hours today. What do you mean? Like, that's pretty normal. And I realized anytime she feels that way, like that's, that's real. Yeah. It's true. She's right. You know, like if, if I'm not giving, I'm not being present with the family and she's feeling like I'm just always preoccupied with work, even if I'm there with the kids, like she's right. So I need to check something. Yeah. It's a good challenge.
1: It's was an interesting balance given our backgrounds. I started working when I was 12 and I worked like every second of every day um, until I was about 20. And that was, I was on a plane every day, if not multiple planes, I was bouncing around and I, I lived this lifestyle where I got rid of every person in my life and I sacrificed my family. I didn't speak to my parents for years, like all of these things. And now with our family and our business, we're so passionate about it but in my mind it's like nothing nothing is worth getting yeah. to that point again yeah. it's just not worth it and well, it's hard to learn unless you've gone through it so for sure
0: well and i think the bottom line of all this is you guys have done a lot of work to be like i said gentle and communicative and i think that is where you know that's what carries you through the arguments and the fights and the losses and everything like that and i wonder looking back free marital counseling before y'all were married. You've been married what? Six
2: Almost and a half years. Okay, so six, six or seven. seven
0: years. Is there anything that you wish you had been able to talk through or talk about more deeply before you got married that would have been helpful?
2: Disclaimer, we are not marriage counselors. So <laughs> no, I know. this is just... We still need
1: counselors, big yeah. time.
2: Uh, um, I don't know. Like... Maybe, but it's almost uh, I think there's a even a concept in the Bible where it talks about like don't um don't present something to someone who's not ready for it.
0: Mm, yeah, totally. And, like don't
2: crown someone king if they're not ready for right. it or something like that. And it's like some of it's just like the process yeah. of like, hey, that like getting married before you have kids like really is helpful. I think in a lot of not not that. Thumbs up like, on persu- that it's that like, progression, <laughs> yeah. But it's like it's it's i think was valuable to me at least because i had a lot of ego to check and i needed to realize like okay i need to look out for her interests and then when you have a kid it's like 10 times that so yeah. like it's just helpful to have like a preface to that. so I don't, I don't know if to answer your question do i wish we talked about something like i don't know if i was ready for yeah.
0: i think that's a very wise point actually i think now there's so much talk about personal development and transparency and vulnerability and like obviously all of those things contribute to rich relationship Mm -hmm. but I do think that's a wise perspective is like we can kind of get ahead of ourselves and try to be at step five when Mm -hmm. we really just need to do one and two and three and four and that that's okay and that that's not you're not lacking you're just walking on pace exactly that's encouraging I I think that's a good ego check for me
1: I 100% (laughs) agree that I think, yeah, we've gone through a lot of crap and we've had to talk through a lot of different things that we never pictured when we got married, but that all came because of like the phase we were in in life. So waiting that out for, but we also adding to it, did premarital counseling yeah. and talked through a lot of things. Yeah, We talked through previous relationships and how your relationship with your father and your mother and um your, the roles you grew up. Feeling like you needed to fulfill and finances and just we talked through so many things that I think prepared us pretty well for the, like the foundational yeah. elements. But yeah, I'd say you kind of just got to trial and error. Trial and error.
2: <laughs> Don't, to your point about self development, I there's so many podcasts or like yeah. so much content about. You know, wake up at 4 a.m. and take an ice bath and eat yeah. freaking whatever it is. And, like, no, just get like, married, dude. Honestly, I think that's what gets me pumped about like reading the book on your coffee table, yeah. The Meaning of Marriage. Yeah, it's the best uh, self improvement tool there is because, yeah, like,
1: self improvement tool. Yeah, our
0: um, <laughs> pastor who's doing our premarital counseling, he's like, You're signing up for a life of friction with another person, oh my gosh. and that <laughs> friction will make you better, but it's gonna hurt, like, yeah. in the meantime. And I was like, that's such a perfect metaphor. Uh, it's just yeah. like sandpaper. And actually, one thing I was going to ask you all about, um, I've heard you both say before, you've called them stylistic differences, <laughs> I think. So what I wanted to ask is like, oh, in your seven years of marriage or whatever it is, like, how have you learned to differentiate? Okay, this is just something <laughs> that is a stylistic difference and it's not worth beating over the head or nagging about versus this is a problem that we actually need to like come it's to a resolution. It's too, too soon, Maddie. too soon. We haven't
2: yet. We're still, <laughs> oh, no.
1: we're still in.
2: Are we walking saga. through it in real time right now? We had
1: an argument last night about stylistic Now I'm the therapist. Here we um,
2: go. Oh, it is stylistic though. Okay. I
1: like that word though. Um, no, I still think no. I'll break that up into two parts. So before we had kids, I felt like we had kind of figured out the stylistic things mm-hmm. where if I would get frustrated or mad that he didn't, that his dirty clothes were strung along the floor instead of in the hamper, whatever. In the back of my mind, I was like, that's just him. Mm-hmm. I know that's him, and I know I'm trying to change something about him. When you throw kids into the mix, it makes it a lot harder because it's no longer in your mind just a style as it is like, it's it's your kid. It's It's like a dog. If you care so much about your dog and the other person doesn't believe in, I don't know what X, Y, and Z. It's like your, a kid makes it so much different. So the stylistic differences are, are a bit tricky. harder to overlook yeah. at that yeah. point.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, It does. It does having, uh, having a kid brings out more of the stylistic stuff. But w- one of the things Sean and I did two years ago or maybe a year and a half, mm-hmm. we did like this core value course mm-hmm. Oh, cool! where we went through and like, essentially had to go through this process that, uh, allowed us to communicate what our core values were to us. Like where do we feel pretty much loved and in and area areas do we feel uh, like offended or like, uh, someone is not doing right by us. That was really helpful because mm-hmm. it was like, Oh, Hey, so Sean like really needs uh, an equal contributor like by mm-hmm. her side. So it's like, okay, uh, that's good to know. I don't really need that myself, yeah. but, mm-hmm. um, it was helpful to, to kind of reveal those personal it, k- rudders or Yeah, guidelines. it was almost
1: like a love language course, mm-hmm. except it goes even deeper and shows you how you like view people and how you view yourself. So that that helped us with the stylistic differences a lot. We just need that for children.
2: <laughs> but a mentor said that uh, to me, the only things that matter when you're looking for a spouse are her heart for you and her heart for the Lord and everything else is just style. So like, essentially cool. the perspective yeah. that you have like you were saying, it's going to be difficult. There's going to be friction. But if you ha- if she has a perspective that like, hey, we're going to make it through it, then that's all that matters. And like, I think the faith piece is huge. Huge. And then everything else, like, hey, does she like golden gooses or does she like <laughs> yes. wh- whatever? Like, yes, they do. ultimately, doesn't matter. But right?
0: I see where that could be infinitely harder with kids because it's not just like you two are doing something differently. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to find a common ground on how you're going to yeah. raise these yeah. humans and like... You're bullying. doing that as a family unit and you want it to be cohesive. There's just so, so much hard.
1: more baggage with children because it's it's not yourself saying, oh, I can handle that or, oh, I can just like live with this for the rest of my life. It's you feeling like you're influencing a child for the rest of their I life. I can imagine, yeah. So when you have those different stylistic differences, it makes conversation harder because you're like, oh, I actually don't want to influence them this way. It's Oh my gosh, it gets wild.
2: By the way, the it's so hard in parenting it's the best thing ever so like i feel like it's it's tough because the hard parts of parenting are so easily communicated and like tangible like hey you're going to lose sleep and you're going right. to have less time for yourself and whatever but like the the good parts of it are harder to explain like amazing you can't you can't communicate how awesome it is to, to see drew say her first word like no one it doesn't really hit like it does yeah. losing sleep so i feel like people Oftentimes, think of the the worst. Totally. Than, than the, anyway, but that's a tangent.
0: Um, who's gonna like coach the soccer teams?
1: Oh, neither of us. <laughs> neither Sean would be so
2: us. intense. I could never be a coach. <laughs> <too> I am <laughs> brutal.
1: <laughs> I am uh, brutal. I've coached a few times, and it, I have just nope. No I think
2: you. I would be a good coach. What do you think? I'm pretty. I think chill. You would be a great coach. Yeah, I'm You're just more here for a gentle than
0: I am. <laughs> I've y'all got time to figure it out. Yeah. All right. I right. I'm to do a fun thing. I hope it's fun for you. It'll be fun for me to round out Great. called the not newlywed game.
1: Great. Okay.
0: Yes. So I'm going to ask you a few questions and you answer about each other. Okay. Okay. What is the other's ideal date night right now?
2: Can I go first? Yes. Uh, start with a new restaurant, either a new restaurant or a sushi restaurant. Then go to some type of game. And by game, I mean, like, escape room. Oh, cool. Or like, Those are fun. maybe even an arcade. Yeah. Uh, or, like, you know, like, throwing axes or whatever. And then movie. And you got to have wine throughout. Well, Except I, when you're throwing axes. I agree axes, with that. Yeah. that sounds- <laughs> I agree with that in every way. <laughs> it sounds like
1: perfection. Food, <laughs> games, and wine is yes. pretty much my <laughs> yes. MO as well. Yeah, That was my love yeah. language right there. Yeah. Um, Andrews would be a new restaurant. It, and like the more interesting the better. So it has to be like out there. Um, A documentary, <laughs> oh, that'd be great.
2: So true. And then
1: philosophical yeah. debate. Yes. Would be great. <laughs> Talking about major life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just Let's a nice light hearted thing. Let's also talk about the most, um, the book he's reading uh-huh. that I would mm. be reading at the same time,
2: <laughs> but I won't ever read it. <laughs> yeah, this is you're awesome. on uh, uh, spark notes, <laughs>
1: not even <laughs> you can give me your own spark notes uh, and <laughs> make sure you're in bed by eight.
0: Bang! that's brilliant. so. Yeah. I'll be going on a date with Sean, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> yes. we'll be going to throw axes and drink wine, <laughs> yeah. and uh, we'll yeah. see you later. Uh, it's yeah, awesome. Okay. What is one thing about your partner that demands the most patience? (laughs) Mm.
2: Uh, Sean is tidy. I am not. And at some point I'm like, yo, can we just like sit down and have a good time (laughs) and enjoy the place that we live? Or do we always have to perpetually clean it? Like how many times can you wash a sweatshirt? I'm not sure, but we're going for the Guinness Book of World Records. This thing gets washed (laughs) in the laundry like three times a day. But, uh, but. You know, it's not that big a deal to me. So anyway, <laughs> but, it's, but it's chill. It's but just I not realistic. I, I, I really think about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: I would say I am tiny and he is not. Okay, so see, <laughs> yeah. we have very yeah.
0: consistent, cohesive yeah. answers here. Uh, yeah. Um, on the flip side, is there like one kryptonite thing about your spouse? Like, if your walls are up and you're annoyed, that they can do, or that you remember about them, or remind yourself about them, that will like soften those walls.
2: I like the kryptonite in a good way. Yeah. So our first date uh, I was hilarious the entire night Maddie <laughs> she didn't crack a smile for the full two and a half hours until the very end I got like a smirk like a half smile and I was like I love this girl so anytime she smiles at me which is tough in the middle of an argument but, yeah uh, that <laughs> yes. does it
1: I would say his goofball yeah. yeah. if he can our life gets so serious these days with kids and with work and when he can like strip that down and get yeah. back to his like ridiculously <laughs> dumb goofy self that's my... <laughs> then makes you smile and then yeah, exactly.
0: no one's mad anymore <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love it alright if you could uh, update one thing about the other's wardrobe War- or style I'm going War-
2: all overalls and braids we're nixing overalls and braids no 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 that's she's only wearing overalls oh. and braids i'm in on that
1: <laughs> okay we like that so there's not something you would get rid of
2: you i'm just no it. i'm getting rid of everything and then i'm gonna Except load it up yeah. those
1: okay yes. okay um i feel like i've already gotten rid of everything I didn't <laughs> okay last. good you yeah. had a successful <laughs> sweep yeah but he does have a like a uh cycling uh-huh. unitard thing <laughs> That's yeah. outstanding. It's not cute on that's anybody. No, it's not. I've never seen
2: it. <laughs> no, I
0: was going to say male, but really anyone. Uh, and he doesn't wear that. the top to it. So it's just like the suspenders uh-huh. with the shorts on. Do you road bike or you like wear that on like a Peloton? He'll just,
2: do both. So just walk around intense. the house and it just no <laughs> exercise. I mean, the either. confidence
0: level is admirable. <laughs> I will say. It is. Uh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> that's, yeah. a fair, that's a fair one to yeah. ask for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. What do you respect most about the other? We'll end on a nice note.
2: Oh man, (laughs) Sean's had this quality since the day I've known her. She is like the one of the most talented, uh, ambitious, like capable people I know, but she carries this quality of like uh, meekness and humility where it's like, I come in hot to every situation, like the uh, (laughs) American Ninja Warrior, I was like. I'm going to freaking yeah, dominate I'm winning. this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And I was like, no, you're not. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. She also carries that humility for me. But it's amazing. Like she's, she's, uh, I don't know how she does it. She balances yeah. like her extreme capabilities with this humility. And I really respect it.
1: I, one of my favorite things about Andrew from day one is he like never gives up on anything and he never cares what people think. From like at all he will throw himself in any situation american Ninja. obviously yes american that's Ninja right work. good example and doesn't yet. even blink an eye and i i feel like i've been so a lot of people in the world are like paralyzed by the idea of judgment and yeah. failure and to see him just could care less i i i pray every day that our kids get that from you because that's so cool oh for sure yeah well, and it's like
0: both are our, our elements of confidence and elements of humility. And yes. I think you'd have to do that to do what you guys do every day yeah. and not be succumb to all the judgment and comparison and all that. Yeah. So,
2: by the way, Maddie, all the compliments you gave us for like, you know, sharing our story to help encourage other people. Um, you do the same thing. So I really respect you. Glad that we could join you on the podcast. Thank you, yeah, man.
0: Thank you. I really appreciate it. I love you guys. We could go on forever. I'll drink Last wine question. Oh, we oh, will okay. drink wine. It's yes. probably almost, you know, an appropriate hour for that. <laughs> um, because the show is Enjoy Life. What, yeah. what gives you joy right now? Big, small, oh. silly, profound. How? Besides calm music in your
1: closet. And besides calm music in my closet. The absolute chaos of our kids. Yeah. Our, I would say specifically our sons. Just. He is baby Hulk. And. He just smashes, destroys, <laughs> but does it all with a smile. It's the cutest, most amazing thing. And Drew's just tenderheartedness. heartedness. She is yeah. the sweetest little thing.
2: Uh, Well, one of my favorite books besides Meaning of Marriage and besides Lemons on Friday. Exactly. It's called Ruthless Elimination of Hurry.
0: Oh, I've been told by like Dude. half of my people. You should read it. To read it.
2: It's, it's super enjoyable too, but he kind of talks about, he's like, Hey, Sunday was made for the things you're, you most enjoy in life. And I was like, wow, what do I most enjoy? So I made a list of things that I most enjoy. And I realized there's a handful of things that when I do them, time evaporates. So like Mm. playing guitar or piano, like I could do that for, I could play the same song or the same chord, like five hours straight and just be in the zone. Or, uh, I'm getting my pilot's license now. Heck yeah. And, uh, and it's like when, when you're just like looking out at the view and the terrain, it's like magic. And I could just be up there forever, or playing with the kids. Like, it just time just is not. It like doesn't Gone. exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I just think finding those things is amazing. Like wh- lighting a fire too. Love oh, so, big time. Uh,
0: Love a good fire.
2: That's a short list for you.
0: But it's everything y'all have said. Like your core values, the things that really do mm. yeah. allow you to stop and be present in the joy. And they're usually small things like that. Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: well. What about you? <laughs> also fires.
0: <laughs> been doing a lot of fires. Um. Honestly, I think it's been a little bit more of a slow pace than it has been for me for the last year or so. And I have found a lot of joy in putting the phone away, which mm-hmm. – I actually, as we were talking about before, was not really a very valiant choice. My Instagram got, like, actually oh, yeah. taken down for a week. And it was very convicting and frustrating, but I did feel myself every time I would reach for it, be like, just, like, look around you and be grateful for yeah. where you are. And I think that was kind of a little blessing in disguise. And it did bring me a lot of joy after the frustration and the cussing of the the app itself. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it is. It's everything we've said. Slow down and be present where you are. So, mm. well... I'm glad you guys are here. I really appreciate all you. of your wisdom and honesty <laughs> yeah. and uh, humor. I think that's a big part of how we get through Oh uh, yes, as well. Oh, well, Congrats on everything
2: it. since we last talked. Thank you. Freaking doing it big, Maddie.
0: It's, it's a whole new year and there's <laughs> a lot to be grateful for and a lot of fun in it and a lot to learn. But we'll learn it one step at a time. Yeah. I may be calling you guys. Oh, yes. All right. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you back next week. This show is produced and edited by Elizabeth Evans Media Productions. Hey, y'all, if you're loving the show, go find that little follow button or plus sign on your podcast app. This will ensure you don't miss a single episode. See you next time.